Nicodemus, in the reading we just heard, comes to Jesus by night. Why does he come by night? Uh, well, Nicodemus is a Pharisee, and not only a Pharisee, but he's a leader of the Jews. He's an important man within the community, and we know that the community is already worried about Jesus a little. He seems to be uh, a disruptor. And so Nicodemus, I don't know that he really wants people to see him coming to see Jesus if he comes at noonday. So he comes at night when there are not so many people around. He's, he has some things he wants to talk to Jesus about. There are things he does not understand. And, uh, and Jesus, well, he, he ribs Nicodemus a little bit about that, doesn't he? He says, well, are, you're a teacher? You're a teacher in Israel and you don't understand these things? Um, I suppose, uh, well, I, Nicodemus seems to have taken it well. He didn't get up and leave. He, he, just, he just continued to listen and to ask questions. There were things he did not understand, although he was a teacher. Today is the Feast of the Holy Trinity. The Trinity is, uh, well, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You know it. That's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is who they are. Their job descriptions are creator, redeemer, sustainer, sanctifier. They, they, are, they are three, but they are one. And um, I do not understand that. <laughs> if, if you do, kindly stay after because it would be an honor to meet you. the Trinity is a thing we do not understand. It's maybe if we were going to design God today, maybe we wouldn't do it in that way, but, but we're not designing God today. We have the God that we have inherited from our ancestors. We have the God that, that is testified to by people who didn't understand it either, but they tried a lot of the writings from the first several centuries of the church. The first time the term Trinity is used is a bit about the year 100. But people who study it, they look and they see it throughout the whole Bible. If you're, if you're looking for something in the Bible, you're likely to find it. And they find the Trinity throughout the Bible. There were people uh, long, long ago who killed each other over whether the Spirit proceeded from the Father and the Son or not. Uh, we kill each other over other things today, don't we? So this trinity of ours, this trinity that we might not have designed had it been left to us, but since it was not, we have inherited, we inherit this mystery, this thing that we do not understand, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sanctifier. The Creator, well, that, that we can see. Look at this beautiful world. I remember talking to a person many years ago, before I had ever seen the Rocky Mountains, who told me, you know, if somebody had seen the Rocky Mountains, they would no longer be able to doubt the existence of God. Well, I've seen them now, and, uh, and I know what she meant. Uh, the majesty of creation, the beauty that we have everywhere is, is so stunning and sometimes so 
improbable that um, it's hard to imagine that someone has not planned it beautifully and created it artistically and made it the wonder that it is. Life is so hard, but the world is so beautiful. The creator and the redeemer, the one who comes to save us, to because we live in a world in which the, the life of the, the longest living person that ever was, I think she was 120, I think she lived in France, and I think she met Van Gogh. She was old. <laughs> but life is short, even for that lady, for all of us. Life is short, and it ends in death. And, and we begin our, our whole lives worried about that. And we don't want to take out insurance, and we don't want to talk to the lawyer about a will. And half of Americans die intestate. Don't you do that to your people. It's not fair. We, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. It's a great un, unsayable thing, and it is the thing that we that happens to all of us. So the Redeemer, he, he, he delivers us from what Paul called this body of sin. And it's not just doing things wrong, which we all do, but, but the, the very fact of, of, of our mortality, the very fact that life doesn't go on forever, and we can't stay here forever, and we hate that, we want to stay. This is the Redeemer who, who at the at the end, hauls all of us right from the ground into the kingdom of heaven. For the first several centuries, probably seven or eight centuries in churches, Christian churches, the major figure was not the cross, not the crucifix. It was um, the harrowing of hell, uh, an icon of Jesus pulling people out of hell. Big, strong Jesus. He's got the scars, but he is strong and he's well and he's risen and he means business. And he pulls them out and you see them. And some of them, you know, Adam and Eve, they're there in their skins that God, that they were trying to hide their nakedness from God, Adam and Eve. David is there. He's got his harp, so we'll know who he is. King Solomon is there. He's got just a crown because he didn't play the harp. Moses is there. All the worthy people who, um, who were born before Jesus came. Jesus comes and cleans out hell so that at the end, I guess, hell is empty. The Redeemer redeems us from our life in the body and the, the body of sin that Paul describes, the one that leads to death. Well, the sanctifier, the sanctifier comes why and how? so that we can go on, so that we can know that although we did not live 2,000 years ago and know Jesus and listen to him talk, even though we think that if we had, we would have no trouble with faith, forgetting that a lot of people did and not much ruckus was raised when he was crucified by the Romans. Nobody, there were no riots in Jerusalem that day. A lot of people heard him and didn't, didn't get it anyway. We think we would have, but we might not have. The Spirit is what allows us to continue our life, helps, allows us to know that Christ is present in the church in just the same way 
The Spirit of Christ is present in the church in just the same way as he was when he walked the earth. We have lost nothing because we weren't born 2,000 years ago. The Spirit, the Trinity, the Creator, and the Redeemer, and the Sustainer, it sustains us and animates us and helps us carry on in this difficult world. Even so, in the uh, 17th century, late 15th, there were very interesting artistic creations of the Trinity because people have always been trying to say what it is. And they, they were weird because they were a picture of God and with one neck and one head, but three faces. That was one weird looking dude. <laughs> it didn't really last. You don't see modern depictions of the Trinity with three faces, but it was a noble attempt. They wanted to show that, that all of the aspects of God, they're one. That yes, we don't, we don't worship three gods, we're not polytheists. We worship one God, but this God has many ways, three ways and, and many more in each of the three to help us move along through this life. The Trinity, which may sound so abstract to us, a, a doctrine from antiquity that maybe we wouldn't have designed if we were designing it today. Well, the Trinity, it helps us because you know what? We all have been created. We all need to be redeemed. Is there anything more verifiable than our need of a savior? I don't think so. I sure need one. And, and again, if you don't, see me later. <laughs> and the spirit, which makes us know that we can carry on, that gives us the power to carry on, that gives us the power not just to carry on, but to, to make this beautiful but fallen world just a little bit better because we were here. If we can do that, the Trinity is honored in us. The creating, the redeeming, the sanctifying, it all comes together in us because we are in the image of God, right? In Genesis, it says, well, let them, let's we make them in our, let's make them in our image. Uses the plural our. One of the reasons that people see the Trinity in the Bible. We're in the image of God. And so there is a Trinity of us too, isn't there? Is there not reason? And is there not will? And is there not imagination and and emotion, yeah, we're, there's a threeness to us too. So um, today, this Sunday, this in this Memorial Day weekend, I salute, celebrate the Trinity in you, the Trinity in everybody who has ever lived, the Trinity in those who did not live long enough. We all leave this earth and none of us want to and some of us have to leave much too soon. Today we acknowledge warriors in our, for our country who, who they all, nobody dies in battle who's old. They're all young. They leave much too soon. All of them show the glory of God just by existing. And we can show the glory of God not just by existing, but by, by showing it with power every time we get a chance. And the chances, we never run out of them. So unto this triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Creator, the Redeemer, the Sanctifier, be ascribed, as is most justly due, all might, majesty, dominion, glory, and power, 
from this day forward and forevermore.